Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wake up, America! It's time for the adventures of Hype Man on W4CY.com, West Palm Beach's number one internet radio station. Here's your host, the Hype Man. Pipe Man here on the Adventures of Pipe Man W4CY Radio, and I'm here with a couple badass musicians with some badass new music here from Breaking in a Sequence. How are you guys? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, my pleasure. And, uh, you know, I was listening to your newest single, Leave Me Be, and man, that song is pretty freaking catchy. Yeah, I think I might be too focused on your song and I might screw up the interview because it's in my head now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then we're doing our job. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. Because, listen, you know, I think we need music more than ever right now with all the bullshit going on in the world. And music's like the best therapy ever. So if, if music can take you to that place where you don't have to focus or concentrate on anything negative or anything else... I'm good with it. Yeah, exactly. I, I 100% agree with you on that. I even think, you know, uh, music. I, I even think that this past couple of years without live music is the reason people are such assholes right now. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, as soon as they shut the world down and they stop having live shows, that's when, uh, you know, we're lighting cities on fire and having... <laughs> no having, doubt. Uh, uh, riots everywhere and everything else. I mean, there's a bunch of other stressful things that were happening, but I'm sure that not having any music or any kind of release or live shows or mosh pits is, uh, wasn't helping the situation at all. Totally. And it's funny you mentioned mosh pits because I have this viewpoint right now that we just need to take everybody in the whole world and put them in a mosh pit and they'll work it out. <laughs> Either that or they won't know how to do it. <laughs> 
because you know those kids these days be throwing kicks, roundhouse kicks, and everything. Yeah, what the f- <laughs> what the hell is with that stuff? Like I'm old school, man. Okay, I was moshing before moshing was a word. Before anthrax made it a word, it it didn't even exist. And like I don't get it sometimes. Some of these new people, they don't get that the point of the pit is not to go in and maim and hurt people or look like an idiot. <laughs> it's it's a yeah. healthy way to get your aggression out. We're a family. Somebody falls. You pick them up. You don't intentionally try to hurt people. And you certainly don't just sit there and do stupid crap like that. Like there used to be this like a way to do it type of thing. Now it's like just everybody does it yeah. their own way. And it's it's just like an insane asylum instead of a mosh pit. <laughs> I mean, there's there was always that one, you know, there's always the one or two guys in the audience yes. that either drank too much or, uh, you know, get, got a little embarrassed because they went down or something that ends up trying to start a fight at the end, you know, at the end of the night in any of the bands I've ever been in. <laughs> but I, I was actually even just out at um, a punk rock show the other night at DI where, you know, it, 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 the, the punk rock scene and their, their pits are, are pretty insane, but there's yeah. always that one guy that wants to just sit in the corner and just like cheap shot people or something. And it's just like, it, it, I, you know, I, I don't get in the pit anymore, but I was just observing everything uh, that was going on. And I was just like, Oh man, I don't miss any of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that goes back to what Dean was saying, how there's no, since there's no shows, we have all this pent up aggression too. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no exactly. doubt. You know, it's funny you described it the way you did because I went straight back to high school and one of my friends who had never been to a metal show before, but he was he was a big dude. And it was always the big dudes, okay? And, and it's where the little dudes rule and the big dudes don't realize that And a lot of times. So my bro... What he decided to do is, because he was a big shot, because he was so big, is he stood against the circle and was, like, just pushing everybody as they're coming at him. And yeah. that remind, that's why what you said remind me. And so what did I do? And he was my friend, but, you know, I had to teach him a lesson, you know. And so I'm a little guy. So I'm the guy that's ducking and moving. You don't even see coming. And I come up with an elbow, and I'm already on the other side of the pit before you even realize who did it. So, you know. I kind of had to, I had to kind of teach him a lesson before somebody really taught him a lesson in a bad way, <laughs> and I did one yeah. of those. I came out of nowhere and knocked him on his butt, but then I lifted him up. I'm like, dude, that's not the way to do it. Follow me. Yeah, yeah. Got to go go with the go with the flow, like ants. You got to just and I, I didn't, we haven't met in person yet, but I'm one of those little guys that I used to used to be able to spin right through and get through the pit. I'm just a, I'm a little too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too. You said ants because there's this video that goes around a lot. That's ants, but to this to this and but then the music that they uh, put with it was like rain and blood. So. It was so, it's like Slayer's Rain and Blood with ants running in a circle. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so, you guys are pretty badass. Tell us about the new song, Leave Me Be. Mitch, you want to take that one? Um, well, thank you for listening first. Um, Leave Me Be is just our, um, it's our bouncy new song. I mean, we wanted to write a song that's, 
but have energy, you know. Um, we generally, generally in the past have written songs, you know, that go from like distortion tones to like clean tones, and we just wanted something, you know, in your face all the way through. And I think we achieved that with uh, Lead Me Be. I think you did too, because it is in your face all the way through, but then it's got those catchy hooks all the way through too. Yeah, you know, um, I try to sing uh, catchy stuff because I, I don't want to be screaming through an entire song. Uh, it's more appeasing to me to listen to a song that, uh, that has some sort of melody to it than it is to hear an all-screaming song. So that's kind of by design because we kind of write the music that we want to hear, right? Yeah. Not doing it for other people per se. I mean, we hope other people enjoy it as much as we do, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, musically too. You know, having um, Silvera in the band, and you know, he's he's got his awesome groove beats that he's always, you know, he puts behind everything. But we did want something that was a little bit more up tempo. And um, something to get you moving a little bit, and, and uh, it's it's one of my personal favorite tracks to play personally. So off off the new album, so I just I love it. I love that you me, said that. Yeah, for that, that I when before I ever started playing with David, like it, that that beat that he does in our bridge for Leave Me Be is just like when he came out with that. It was it was just like okay I have arrived I'm actually playing with David Silvera you know what I mean <laughs> nice nice and you know I feel the title of the song just says it all for 2022 that's the way I feel about just about everybody on the face of the earth right now <laughs> I think that's, that's actually true <laughs> right yeah, I think there's a lot of people that would. There's a lot of people that I know that would would share that sentiment with you for sure. <laughs> no, no doubt. And okay, so I love also the title of the new EP, "Defy the Algorithm." I th- and I think that's kind of what TikTok's doing. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I mean, so many well, musicians are getting discovered on TikTok because it defies the algorithm of all the other social media outlets. Well, true. Uh, we named it Defy the Algorithm because of just social media in general. Yes. And our dependence upon um, technology, right? And so it's not just the algorithm of, of social media. It's the algorithm of life now. Yes. I mean, you can't go anywhere and look around and see people, like, conversing with each other. And more people are just, you know, face first in their phones all the time. No doubt. And then, you know, when you... Mm-hmm. With work, it's all, you know, face first in, in your computer. And then that's even music now is all electronic. You know what I mean? Even rock bands are, are becoming robots because they're just using technology to their advantage with the auto-tune and the good at drums and the same uh, drum samples you hear on every song, you know? So it was kind of like, that's what we were referring to with Defy the Algorithm. And I love it because there's a couple of things I'm going to say about it based on what you were saying. First of all, la- you know, one of the last things you said, I don't know, it's my personal belief. It's nice if you use a tuner, but unless you know how to tune a guitar without the auto tuner, 
you shouldn't be playing like that's the first thing you should kind of learn and I, and I say that because I played guitar and I sucked but that's because also I never knew how to tune the fucking thing <laughs> so <laughs> well, if you can't tune know. it you can't play it like an auto tune for, for guitar but I'm talking about auto tune for singers for what well even 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 with guitar man pipe man it's, it, if we meet each other in person anytime soon the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna teach you how to tune Oh, fucking nice i love it <laughs> please please do because i i always like struggled with that part uh but you know it's funny too because so one day i was saying something to my youngest daughter because it's i'm rare in my family okay i am more tech savvy than any of my kids i have four kids and i i I'm the one they come to for the stuff that they should be knowing because they're millennials. And uh, so I said to her one day, I'm like, man, I just like, I'd like to go back to the day when we didn't have all this crap. And she goes, dad, who are you kidding? You're just as addicted as anybody. And, and she's right. I mean, I have the iPad, I have the computers, I have the, you know, the phone, the iPhone, I got all the best tech, but you know what? I was, I said to her, I'm like, yeah, but I was around when we didn't have any of this stuff. And I'm telling you, I think it was better, you know? And it's like, that's why I said to her, I said, I've, sometimes I feel like I want to drive down the road and just throw all my technology out the window and keep going. And, and uh, because, and I think that's what the one benefit of the pandemic was, is it, it caused people to get off the damn hamster wheel. You know, because we were on this 24-7 hamster wheel with technology. And, uh, you know, it's like weird. We have more ways to communicate than ever before. And our communication is the worst it's ever been. We have more ways to make our life easier. And our life is way more difficult. And we're way more stressed out, way more anxiety, all that stuff. So, hmm, are we better off? I don't know. I think I want to go back to the tape trading days. Well, if you want to get rid of all your technology, let me send you my address. Let me make talk after that. Well, un you know, unfortunately, thing, I can't do this interview with you if I do that, though. <laughs> well, it's true. We're using the technology right now as we speak. You know? Exactly. Like, I'm sitting in but front another, of I mean, two computers. pandemic that you were talking about with uh, the hamster wheel, just to speak a little bit on what you were talking about. I think it, it with getting off the hamster wheel too, I know that um, a lot of people were spending their time when they were on lockdown. I know like Schecter Guitars had the best fiscal year that they've ever had because, it, you know, music's been kind of a dying breed. It's a dying breed in our schools. It's a dying breed, yep. you know, everywhere as far as having active rock musicians that want to play an actual drum or play an actual guitar uh, or any kind of instrument at all. And um, where people were actually sitting down and actually, you know, doing some organic music and learning to play guitar and learning to do things and, and that, that they wouldn't have normally done if they were stuck in that, you know, ritual of day-to-day -day life, get up and, and do your work routine, you know? Agreed, a hundred million percent, because you couldn't do other things, so you were forced to find new things to learn, and you're absolutely right. And I also want to tell you something. You guys are going to love this. You were talking about, you know, nowadays and the, you know, electronic 
basically musician type of thing. So I don't know if you ever saw the meme. Okay, there's a meme, and it's, it's got two pictures. The top picture says the 1980s rock star, and it shows a dude lying on the ground, passed out with a bottle of Jack Daniels in one hand and his guitar in the other. Mm-hmm. And then the picture below yep. is today's rock star, and it had some dude sitting at a computer with the guitar on his lap while he's typing into the computer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think and, I've seen that. I know. Yeah, I've seen that meme, too, and, and it's true. Totally. You know, it's funny you should say that, too, because one of the things I say nowadays is, like, it almost seems like musicians today are like inserting an algebraic equation and especially like the metal genre that shouldn't happen, you know? And I talk about it all the time. If you take the big four of thrash, they all are totally unique. They don't sound anything like each other. But if you take bands that are in the same genre nowadays, it's like the same band with a different name. Yeah, we've tri- we tried to break that mold, uh, right, Rich? I mean, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we try to take an old school pattern to the way we write music and even record music and do things. And I, we hope that sets us apart <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I mean, most of the, I feel like a lot of the metal bands these days, because everything is, is gridded, you know, and, and perfected, yeah. it takes away that stylistic characteristic from the musician, right? So that's why you're not seeing any more big four type bands come out. Um, I believe the last big bands to come out where they weren't super perfected were in the 2000s, you know, with the, with the Corns and the Limp Biscuits and, and the Lincoln Parks and all that. Yeah. Right. Um, these days, if you listen to a lot of metal bands, I mean, it, you put it to a clock, it's going to sync up perfectly to that clock. And I, I feel like they're using all the same drum samples because those, uh, you know, program drums out there, they, they sell those sound packs and they're affordable and they're easy to easy to use and everything. So everyone's using the same drum sounds and everything and it's all perfect. So there's no stylistic playing and there's no stylistic singing anymore because it's all edited out. Yeah. And that's what I loved about your, your newest song because it did, for me, bring back, oh, this is actual musicianship and creativity and original well thank, thank you. you yeah i mean i wouldn't go that far i mean we're just <laughs> we're just you know <laughs> we're just, uh, <laughs> but see that's I the mean, key I, that's that's a key right there because you said it before you're playing the music you want to hear which means you're not dialing it in you're you're doing it for the passion for the music and that's what it takes absolutely yes we, we and love we, and, music Unlike, you know, uh, you know, some bands, I don't know how every other band does it. I can't really speak for everybody, but I just know that us together as a group, you know, we just, we enjoy each other's company. We enjoy each other, what they bring to the table when we're making music. And it's, you know, it doesn't, you know, make sense for us just to have one person just kind of write everything. And then we're, you know, uh, just kind of filling in the spots to do it you know we want everybody's character and everybody's vision to come come out into to our music and and 
I think that's kind of dying in in this day and age with with bands too. Is like you know I don't know how many people actually get into a room and actually write write music together anymore. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. But, well, they do. They do it in front of a computer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I mean, it's true. It's it's completely true. There's no flubbing apart like accidentally going into another part and going, oh my god, that actually sounds really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was when at the. Writing. I was at the US Festival in 1983 where David Lee Roth was about, and they started the song Ain't Talking About Love and, and he wasn't singing and like Eddie was looking at him and stuff and then finally over the microphone to 300,000 people he's like I fucking forgot the words and the whole crowd cheered that shit don't exist anymore man we need that shit again <laughs> oh man that shit happens to me all the time I just make up Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, it is so funny you should say that because how many times do artists play live and screw up and the whole crowd has no idea? Like, because you just keep going and, you know, people just yeah, aren't paying all attention. the time. Unless, unless people are listening to it really closely, but you're at a concert, you're not listening to it very closely. And if you are, um, go find another way to have fun because you're, you're no doubt you're at a live concert, like literally have fun, you know, absorb in the environment and absorb in the music. Don't pay attention to what the musicians are doing unless it's dream theater. Then you have to <laughs> yeah, right. To all the notes that they're hitting. Yes. It's a hundred percent. You're, you're right. But it's true. Like if you're going to a live show, it's not about all that. It's just about the experience. It's about being in the experience. Who cares? Like, I don't care. I, I've heard people, I've been at shows, I heard people complain about, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, it was funny, too, because I do uh, radio coverage for all the major music festivals, and in the fall, I got to see Mudvayne for the first time in 12 years. And yeah. it was pretty wild, because that festival, both Mudvayne and Slipknot headlined, and this last time that I saw the two of them at the, at, at the same festival was Ozfest 1999, and they were both on the third stage. How wild is that? I was there. Right? Yeah, I was there, too. That was well, badass. In the California. <laughs> California one, yeah. Yeah, that was badass. I was there for that one. But what really mm-hmm. bummed me out, okay, so we had a year and a half without any live music whatsoever. You have this cool festival. You have Mudvayne performing for the first time in 12 years. And I couldn't believe, like, see, I thought, this, that's what the pandemic would solve was all the bitching, you know, because like every fe- I'm so sure you've seen it. every festival I go to. There's like people bitching. Or they, they also love the bitch if like a band pulls out like, dude, there's 60 bands. If you just wanted to see that band go to their concert, it's a, it's not about one band. But what really bothered yeah. me was everybody was saying, you know, how bad Mudvayne was and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I didn't see it at all because why I was at a live show where I was like, just so pumped to see Mudvayne. I wasn't paying attention if they were bad, good or what I thought they were badass. In fact, okay, you're going to laugh at this. Uh, so speaking of pits, I was mm-hmm. in the Mudvayne pit during dig 
And what I and I you know I was doing press. So what I decided to do was I decided to film a TikTok. Usually I'll hand my phone off to whoever I'm with. I'm like, hold this for me, you know, because you're just stupid yeah. if you bring your fifteen hundred dollar phone into a pit. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and but this time I decided I want to film it, you know, for TikTok for promotion because I'm promoting the event. So I'm in the pit and. I, I'm filming this TikTok and I got the phone up in the air and somebody like blindsided me. And it was like, oh. it was like a movie. My phone went flying up in the air. And to me, it was almost like in slow motion. Like it was like a movie and it, <laughs> it landed on the ground. And then, you know, the pit was still going. Somebody stomped on it, but then I dove to the ground to save my phone. And so it's, it's so funny because afterwards I, you know, I pulled it up and it recorded that whole thing. <laughs> it recorded, That's I could awesome. hear when the phone got stomped on <laughs> and it was just the coolest <laughs> video ever. But you know, the point was, is I was having such a blast. Maybe they did suck, but I didn't know. And who cares? That's yeah. the point. Well, the, the internet has turned everyone into a bunch of elitists. Oh, right? stupid. <laughs> when was metal perfect anyway? When, when was metal music perfect? It never, it was always about experimentation uh, and making noise that, you know, you normally would have sugar made. came. <laughs> Say that again? Yeah, you know, the sugar came. When the sugar came, <laughs> made it perfect. Yeah, there you go. That's right. That's right. And I think Meshuggah even said that they were... Uh, apologetic for <laughs> half the music that came after them because they were like, you know, <laughs> they, they did some kind of uh, comment on like, you know, because they, they were, you know, when, when Meshuggah came out, or at least the first time I heard them, it was just like, I cannot believe this is even happening right now. I, how are they even doing this? And, you know, and there's so many bands that can, that, that pull that off now and started that the perfection of having everything tight and everybody on the same beat and matching up with the kicks and odd timings and everything else. But, um, you know, it, it used to didn't matter. You're completely right. As far as, you know, you just would just the energy that was being put out by the music, if it was heavy and if it was metal, I mean, I love Mudvayne and, they hadn't been together in I don't know how long playing live. Like I, I would have given anything. It doesn't matter. It's like, I mean, they're obviously they've all been doing different things and probably a little bit rusty, you know what I mean? <laughs> from, totally. from playing some of these songs and they, you know, they had their off time and stuff too. I don't know what you were thinking being in the pit for dig though. That would have been ridiculous. No, Did you post that? Did you post that TikTok? Not yet, because I didn't like edit it or anything. And I've been so busy. I want to post it, but I, I want to like, to make it really cool too and i haven't done that yet but i i need to do that soon and you know you're talking about me going in pit okay so i'm old school pit you know like i was at the first metallica show ever the first slayer show ever so i wow. you, you want to know wow. even how crazy i am i had two heart attacks surfing and i still go in the pit wow boy right and i brought my son in his first pit ever which was way back. That was Tattoo the Earth tour with Metallica and Slipknot. So his first pit was Slipknot. And, uh, and then oh, I, wow. I brought two of my grandsons in their first pit ever. One of them was like wow. four. 
<laughs> and the other one, his first pit ever was August Burns Red. So that was pretty brutal. That's a good one. Yeah, totally. August Burns Red. So, yeah. I, and there are times I think, yeah, may, there are times I'll just sit outside the pit. I'm like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. Especially when you see those like uh, helicopter dudes. I'm like, no, I'm out. I don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let them fly I away. They kick people in the back of the head and shit. It's all fucked up. It's just stupid. Yeah. Like, I come from the days of circle dancing, not this and it, yep. not this free form, do whatever you're going to do. Like, I watch some of the pits now. I'm like, they have no clue what the pit it was ever about because it's like everybody's doing something different. And it's like, that's, it was about the beat of the music. Just like I, you know, as much as I like it, okay, uh, I, I, that, you know, the pit has become so popular. I shake my head in disgust when I'm at and when I see people starring a mosh pit at a country show or a hip hop show. It's like just you're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you can't mosh to this crap. It, like people don't get it. it. It was always about to the beat of the music. That's why when it went fast, you went really fast. And when it slowed down, you slowed down and caught your breath. And now it's just like, let's uh, mosh. To, let's mosh to Madonna. That, that's what it's like now. So that's basically like having a line dance at a metal show. Right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw that either, by the way. (laughs) Maybe we should start that. Instead of the wall of death, we could just start the line dance at a sequence show. There you go. Well, it's, it's funny you should mention wall of death because I also have another idea I came up with during the pandemic that had nothing to do with the pandemic. It more had to do with presidential elections. And my viewpoint is the next presidential election should be decided not by voting, but by a wall of death. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big wall of death. And, that is a big wall of death. Right? We're going to have to clear out a few states for that. Yeah. I know, right? And, and at <laughs> least... Off, like at, middle America. And at yeah. least maybe we'll get rid of the uh, the people running for president that have one foot on banana peel and the other in the grave. Okay? I, I, <laughs> I, I don't even care what side. Why are we voting for people in their 70s and 80s? Like, I live in South Florida, and I'm like, you know... That's like voting for the dude that is the president of my HOA. I hate him. Yeah. He's an asshole <laughs> that never had power anywhere that thinks it's important when nobody else does. And that's that's the person that we're voting for nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wish we could just get some people in there where... Uh, that we can, you can actually try to get behind any of the stuff that they say that they're going to do, and then and then have them actually do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we're the relative. So, I mean, we're the relative. How's anybody in their seventies or eighties relative of today or the future? I mean, first of all, generations are getting smaller. Life moves way too quick. Way too much technology. Me personally. Mm-hmm. I think the perfect age for a president right now in our country with with technology and where things are going would be anywhere from 35 to 45. Anything older than that, you're out of touch. I mean, I'm 55 and I'm pretty relevant, but I'm the rarity. Okay, most people my age, I wouldn't vote for them for president either. 
So, yeah. But yeah. I I vote breaking in a sequence for the next presidential <laughs> like inauguration. That's what I vote. <laughs> performance, yeah. But yeah, I, exactly. I don't want to be <laughs> no, 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 not for president. That's why I said the inauguration, you know, you're performing at. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because you can't even have Fleetwood Mac well, perform I, nowadays. You have to have breaking in a sequence. That's relative. Well, if we win, if, uh, if, if I guess if we win the wall of death and uh, the presidential candidate actually likes us, then <laughs> we, gotta, we might have a pretty good shot. That's a lot of ifs. But, That's a lot of ifs. <laughs> it is a lot of ifs. But really speaking is. of good pits, I mean, our last show that we just did, uh, at the Whiskey at Go-Go in Hollywood, we were playing with uh, Lions at the Gate and thrown into exile. It was Lions uh, at the Gate. It was their first premiere show. We all had pits, and they were all respectful, and everybody was, like, picking each other up. One, and <laughs> We had one of our friends uh, that's, uh, well, she's a dwarf, but she <laughs> everybody knows her as Bridget the Midget. She's in every pit, every show, every time, and she's there. Nice. And somebody thought that she fell down and she was a full-grown human and they yanked her up by her arm. <laughs> she's so messed up from it. She just sent me a text today about that. But oh, was, my God. Was, you know. Was... <laughs> oh, my God. I had. I wish I was there for that. <laughs> I wish you were, too, man. Oh, man. Yeah, You know what I think are the most fun pits nowadays? The ska pits. Because they're still like the original pit. They're they fun. were always fun. Yeah, they're just a blast. Like the Interrupters, they play a lot of the festivals I do. And, man, their pits are always fun and good exercise. And you usually never have any dickheads in those pits, to be blunt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they got a good team in ska. Yeah. So tell us, uh, how do our listeners reach out to you, connect on social media, connect on, uh, you know, the web, get, check out the single, get the, uh, new EP that just dropped recently, all that good stuff. Well, you can find us on socials, uh, from our handle bias band OC, or you can just search breaking in a sequence. Uh, you can find merch at biasofficial.com. And uh, please follow us on uh, Spotify or Apple Music and, and stream our music. Yeah, we got all the good stuff, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, and it's all, it's all Bias Band OC. And, you know, you guys need to start, like, filming the um, pits at your shows and put them up on your TikTok. <laughs> we got some stuff coming in, so we we, should, we I don't think that's I think that's one place where we're lacking, Rich. I think, yeah, we, we, don't don't, I think we need a, we need a TikTok. You do. Uh, listen, I'm it. defying the algorithm, so yeah, can uh, set up your TikTok. It, it's amazing <laughs> though what artists are accomplishing on TikTok. It just kind of blows my mind. You know, it's like it's the 2022 version of tape trading. Yeah, it's. Let me check that out. Yeah, so there's it's this true, dude. And I mean, 90%, 90% of the stories and stuff that you'll see on your feed on Instagram and Facebook anywhere is all transferred over from TikTok anyway. Yeah, you know? totally. And, you know, it, it's interesting, though. Like, like, I keep seeing a lot of artists that are nobodies blowing up on TikTok. Perfect example. You know who Jarris Johnson is? No. I do not. Oh, so check him out on TikTok cause, because... He did a TikTok that was a remix. Uh, he's an artist that he did a remix of. Oh, is that the Papa Roach? Yep. 
Yep, and then Papa Roach ended up duetting it with him. But then he did Bring Me to Rising. And, you know, Can You Feel My Heart was trending as the number one song on TikTok. And, like, that's that song's, like, forever old. I mean, I love the song, but they br- he brought it back to life. And then Ali, you know, like, duetted him on it. It's like, it's so, I saw this other band, the lead singer, he looks and sounds like Jack Black. So he kept calling Jack Black out on his TikTok to duet him. And he oh, did it. Did. I've seen that one. Yeah, he did over and over again. And finally, Jack Black did it. And they went from like no followers to like a million followers. It was insane. So wow. get get that breaking in a sequence TikTok going. <laughs> oh, no, huh? Uh, well, I, I, that's, that's our mission for this weekend, Rich. There it is. There it is. So any last things you want to leave our listeners with that we haven't covered already that they need to know? Joe? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Divide the Algorithm is out now. It's on all major streaming platforms. Our, uh, our intimate uh, music video that we just has been out for, I don't know, six or seven days now right now. And on YouTube, you can go over there and check that out. Please uh, like, follow, and share. Um, and look for us on TikTok. <laughs> there it is. You heard it first here on the Adventures of Pipe Man, the the new upcoming breaking in a sequence TikTok. Don't miss out. <laughs> Thanks to Pipe Man. We will give you a shout out. You'll be our first tick. There you go. The there you go. Maybe, you know. Thanks for having us. Yeah, maybe I'll duet you, like, and I'll, like, mosh <laughs> during your song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, thank you for giving yeah, us such look great. For that, dig, that dig TikTok too. That's right. That's right. I gotta get that one going now that I and I said something. I haven't said anything till now, so I have to do it now. Fuck, I gotta do work now. Jesus okay. Christ. Uh, but anyway, you know, thanks for making us great music when we need it most, and thank you for being on the Adventures of Pipe Man. Keep rocking. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man. On W4CY Radio.